Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very lovely guest with us today, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so good. So before we start, can you just tell us who you are, what your passions are, and you know, really what you do? Yeah, for sure. So hi, everyone. I'm Rachel. Uh, currently, I am the National American Miss California. I'm actually giving up my title next weekend. So this is kind of like my last hurrah. That's really oh. exciting. Um, I, I've been competing in pageants for six years now. I started when I was 15. I'm 21 now. Oh, wow. I'm currently in school. I'm studying for my bachelor's in child development and um, child and family sciences that's just the name of the new major at the <laughs> university I'm transferring into so <laughs> um, but I will be starting at Fresno State in the fall to continue my education and I currently work in a special education preschool um, I work a lot with kids um, and related disorders and it's something that I never saw myself doing but it's actually been very fulfilling and I'm actually considering pursuing a career in special education as well as general education. Wow, that's so cool. That's like really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, you're very accomplished. And again, I always say this, but I have every like accomplished woman on, my, on the show, <laughs> many, many accomplished women on the show. And um, yeah, it's just that's amazing. Yeah, congratulations on all that. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So I did want to dig into your self love. So I know that you do pageants. Mm -hmm. And along that I do feel like that's, you know, because it's confidence and self love and all that. So Digging into that, so really, you started pageants when you were in your teens. Yes. Um, so how was that journey for you? It's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like I found pageants when I was at kind of a low point. I didn't really know where I was going with my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. I mean, I was a sophomore, so you know, I still had time, but I really wanted something that would help me find a straight path and I'm also a singer and my mom and I we always tried to find things where I can use my voice and I can use my talents just because it's it's like why not I was born and blessed with this gift um, yeah. I, I really want to be able to share it so we found um, we found out that there is a local Miss America pageant in Fresno Miss Fresno County and I was like you know what why not why it's it's pretty cheap to compete I believe it's it's a donation fee it was like $200 like okay whatever so I joined it and I found this a complete sisterhood of girls and with um one girl I competed with um Allie Her. she's amazing being a sister title holders together the next year but yeah I just I really feel like I found myself there and I was able to really construct um an idea of who I wanted to be. And let me tell you, <laughs> I cannot do it without help. Um, I had a great tribe of women behind me. My mom, um, my mentor, her name is Heidi Lampros. She is amazing. And she really helped me like lift up and find myself and find my voice. And she introduced me to National American Miss. And that is truly where I found myself because their whole brand is growing confidence and being who you are and being truly yourself. And the first few years I competed there, I do not think I was, I feel like I put on a face for the judges because I felt like I needed to fit this mold. Mm. And it really started to dig at me. And I was like, you know what, when I go in to compete for my first pageant as a miss, which was last year, I just need to be authentically myself. I really need to dig deep and look at who I am 
and all that I've been through and use my story to inspire others and use what I do as a career to inspire others to go out there and help others. So that's exactly what I did. And then I ended up winning my first state title and um, ended up placing in the top 11, top 11 at nationals. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, that's, that's so cool too, because, you know, singing, I feel like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do sing, but I'm sure you can relate to this as well. It's like, it, you can really tell when people sing from their heart and really have a passion in it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's with any passion, but in any, you know, interest people pursue, but yeah, I mean, you do describe yourself as, you know, lover of life, singer of songs. And I think that that's <laughs> very beautiful because I'm the same way, like with my art. So I can totally relate to that. I mean, my art is a huge passion of mine, just like as singing is too. So yes. as far as singing, like that's so like, cre- it's, it's creative, but it's also very inspiring. Um, because that is a form yeah. of self-expression. Um, and I'm sure you express yourself through your your singing as well. So how do you really express yourself through your singing and really, you know, that outlet? Hmm. Well, I feel like when I compete for pageants, I try to choose songs that really resonate with me mm. in either a comedic way or an emotional way. Right. The first time I competed at a state pageant was um, 2018, Miss California's Outstanding Teen. And I sang Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. And that song was really important to me because I'm mixed race. Mm -hmm. And growing up, I was always kind of seen differently in school, at least in elementary school. And I felt set apart. And I didn't really feel good about myself because my hair is curly. My nose was considered too big. Mm -hmm. And I was just out of place. So Colors of the Wind resonates with me because it is an uplifting song about, you know, knowing that there is not one type of person and like one race is not the perfect race. Like we are all people together on earth and we need to see each other as uh, brothers and sisters rather than, you know, set apart rather than uh, separate entities. And that was a really important message for me to be able to convey on a stage that big. Wow. Very well said. Yeah. I love that. Um, You you know, that song too, it's here, like bringing me back like childhood memories. Oh my gosh, I, I love that. I just got like nostalgia right now. Um, wow, well, no, yeah, I love that movie so much. <laughs> I, me too, me too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Wow. And speaking of, you know, your image growing up and all that, I did want to touch on self-love. Mm. So self-love is something that I do talk a lot about on this podcast. Um, yes. Pretty much with every guest that I have on, I always talk about confidence, self-love. So as far as your own self-love journey and, you know, <laughs> what you've done with that, um, Eva, how do you really describe self-love for yourself? And I don't really want you, I don't really want you to like define yourself, mm-hmm. but how do you really see that within yourself? I kind of see it as like, I have to give myself and yes. room to make mistakes. And I will be honest, that is a, a lesson I learned very recently. <laughs> I've been through yeah. therapy for years. So it's I've talked about this a lot in therapy and like really just finding room to let myself make mistakes I'm a bit of a perfectionist um that's probably like my most toxic trait <laughs> but um through therapy and really just through looking inward at myself and taking some of the lessons I've learned in pageantry I've just learned to give myself grace in all things whether it's my job whether it's my talent whether it's learning a new skill really anything I find that letting myself make mistakes and grow is the best way for me to give myself love 
Yeah, that's very true. I mean, we're not perfect as as much as we all want to strive to be perfect. Yeah. It's, it's just not realistic and it's not going to happen. So no, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome that you said that. And, you know, I think to a lot of people, especially via social media, I think if anybody were to look at your platform, they would say, oh, my gosh, like she's so beautiful and she has all these things and these opportunities. But <laughs> I, I think it's so awesome that you're speaking out about this because I think a lot of people just assume right off the bat, oh, she's perfect and she has that perfect life. But... Yeah, yeah. True. That's not true. Right? I would never want someone to assume that about me too. And I've been trying really hard and I'm going to try harder (laughs) to show like my real self on Instagram and everything because it's just it's hard to see like I mean, for example, looking at a Miss USA or looking at state title holders for really big systems like Miss USA, Miss America, and even like the Miss Universe, it's easy to look at them and be like, wow oh my god they have it all they're perfect but when in reality just human and we're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna have really really hard days and it's important to me to be able to show that on my platform and I do talk a bit about that on my Miss California Instagram but I feel like going into the rest of this year and the years uh in the future (laughs) I really want to share more of that idea of like I'm not perfect I really am not I have really bad days sometimes but that's okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that also kind of like digs into mental health a little bit and how we do ourselves and all that. And um, you did say that, you know, music is really like a form of therapy for you. And mm-hmm. again, I can relate to that as well. My art is my therapy <laughs> too. Um, it's like, oh, everything to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, you did say in one of your posts that, you know, there are days that you will just, you know, turn to your music and sit at your piano to relieve some anxiety and, oh, you know, yeah. your feelings. <laughs> and, you know, that's also a very beautiful, intimate thing. Cause again, not a lot of people would want to share that. They'd be like, oh, that's a private situation. I would never want to publicly right. say that. But the fact that you did, that's so awesome because I feel like everyone does that, you know, like even yeah, I do that totally. and that's like a normal thing. So, you know, music really, I feel like guides you. And just like my passions do too. So as far as finding an outlet to really like calm yourself down, um, again, I applaud you for speaking out about that. Thank not you. Many- I try. But, yeah, absolutely. So as far as mental health goes, you know, how do you really find your own balance within that? You know, when you do have those days and we all have them, you know, mm-hmm. we all have those mm-hmm. days. Um, you know, where do you find that balance for you? Well, <laughs> it's been many years in the making and like, honestly a lot of trial and error I feel like you know we see on TikTok all these people who I mean they may or may not actually have degrees in psychology whatever telling you okay you guys need to do this for your mental health this is what's going to fix you this is what's going to make you feel better and I'm like okay I it might work for you but what works for you might not work for everybody else so So I always say the thing I go to what I gravitate towards most is mindfulness and practicing mindfulness and meditation also probably my favorite form of therapy and what I've been doing a lot of this year in particular is inner child work (laughs) I feel like I've had to work very closely with my inner child this year and it's hard it is very difficult it's extremely emotional it can be very taxing at times but I feel like connecting back with my most inner self and like really observing what my wants and needs as a child were and how they fit into who I am and as an adult now really helps and it's really helped me to grow as a person and be it also helps me in my line of work because I work with preschool kindergarten age kids and I want to be able to think like them so I can best help them because one of the things I had to learn very quickly is 
kids are not gonna think like adults you know I mean that's it's an obvious fact of life but I feel that thought gets lost sometimes like we just want so badly for kids to be able to do exactly what we're telling them how we're telling them in that moment but it's just not gonna work like that and it goes back to having patience and grace not just for yourself but also for those outside of yourself Oh, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, patience is key with everything, especially with kids. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love the point that you brought up as far as, you know, your inner child. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with soul searching. Oh, Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for me, too, like, I can, I mean, this has helped me a lot, too. This is probably going to sound kind of silly, but I will say this. I am sure you can, I'm sure you've done this, too. But Mm -hmm. every time when I'm, like, stressed out, I don't know, again, if you do this, but I will find something, like a movie or a show that I used to watch when I was a kid, and it just is that nostalgic magic that just brings me back. You know, it it just grounds me. Oh, totally. Silly. It does, (laughs) and it works. So No, it does work. For me, it's Wizards of Waverly Place. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, like, that's the thing, you know, anybody listening, if you're having a hard day, bring out the Barbie movies. Bring out the SpongeBob. Oh, the Barbie movies movies yes <laughs> do it <laughs> that's what I do and it works it works like a charm yeah oh it does gosh. well and it takes us back to those feelings being a kid when we were yeah. carefree and we just you know we had the world to conquer you know we didn't have taxes yeah no you didn't have to pay for groceries every week <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so true yeah it's just like a little vacation a little mini mental yeah, you know, vacation exactly <laughs> we all need it <laughs> oh my gosh so true yeah absolutely so also too before I let you go a few more questions to ask you so as everybody on my podcast like mm-hmm. two of these questions so one you know where do you really see, see yourself going you know let's just say five years from now where do you really see your work taking you your mm-hmm. passions and your goals you know where do you see that hmm. well in five years I'm thinking I should be finished with my credentialing my credentialing in about five years Um, So I see myself starting work as a kindergarten teacher. I, it has been my dream for the last few years. I really want to teach kindergarten. And as a kindergarten teacher, I want to have a big emphasis on mindfulness. Like I was saying, like, that's been very important for me, but teaching mindfulness is very important for kids. And it wouldn't be like a whole namaste (laughs) in my classroom. It'd be more like two minutes at the beginning of the day, two minutes after recess, just as like a calm down recollect and just enough work yeah yeah things like that and really just inspiring kids to be unafraid to share their opinions and be who they are because I feel like in school at least I felt this way when I was in school I wasn't necessarily allowed to express myself I feel like if I had big feelings I had to keep them to myself Mm -hmm. and as a teacher I want kids to be able to express that whether it's through speaking verbally writing even coloring you can express so much through coloring but that's important to me as a teacher I want to be able to have open expression and freedom of expression in my classroom and aside from that I also want to in my own educational prospects I want to start work on my master's right away I really want to jump into that so I can just continue to get my education, be a better teacher, be more educated on exactly what I'm doing. And then much later in life, I plan on becoming a college professor to be able Ooh. to teach incoming students the skills I learned when I was their age. Wow. That's so, I mean, that makes me so proud. And that's such a, like a beautiful thing because you're so right. Thank I mean, when, when we were kids, I mean, I'm 24, so we're like around the mm-hmm. same age, but yeah, I mean, it was so weird because yeah, a lot of teachers, like they didn't really practice that. 
So again, you were just kind of expected to like bottle up your feelings and not really express yourself. And if you did, it was like you felt weird and awkward. So I love that you're trying to break that awkward space. And that's so innovative and actually really, really inspiring to me. So I think like I'm so excited to see more of that. (laughs) I'm like, thank you. I am too. I feel like I'm already seeing a lot of teachers doing this. And I just want to keep ushering in that wave of acceptance and like really just dismantling the whole taboo of mental health because there's absolutely no reason why it needs to be a taboo so true so true yeah no there is no reason (laughs) no reason at all yeah oh my gosh I love that and also too before I let you go I have one last question to ask you so I ask everyone my podcast what would you say is one good thing or bad thing that you've learned about yourself so far this year hmm Okay, I have to think about this one a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take your time. Hmm. One good thing or bad thing? Well, one good thing, I feel like I've learned how to have more patience with myself and with others. Um, This has been many years in the making. I feel like for the longest time, I had absolutely no patience. But Mm -hmm. this last year, I've been really working hard on myself to take a break take a breath and then get back into it like really just take all the time that I need to recoup and then you know do what I need to do and um working with kids has really taught me this because you can see like like children really have patience with themselves when they're learning something new I have one student that I work with a lot who he works really hard on figuring out how to spell words he typically doesn't ask for help he kind of sounds it out And you can see the wheels turning in his head and he just keeps trying until he gets it. And that is truly patience right there. And I feel like I learned from him (laughs) on that one. Um, The one bad thing, maybe I should have started the other way around, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) One bad thing. Hmm. Well, like I said before, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and Mm -hmm. I am working on that. And I feel like me being a perfectionist has really kind of hurt me this year um, but I, I took account of that and I tried really hard to start learning to give myself grace. Yeah. Um, I talked to my therapist about this and she was really cool about being like, well, you need to, you need to see why you have that, per- you have that perfectionist attitude. You really need to look deep. Something that was taught to me. Was it something I developed on my own? Was it something that maybe you read once and you just kind of adopted that? So I've had to do a lot of soul searching to think about why I may be so perfectionist. And in the long run, I think doing this whole trying to do that inner looking is going to be very helpful and for me to break down my perfectionist attitude. So yeah. Yeah, well, it's all it's all good to be like perfectionist anonymous, but but yeah, <laughs> where yeah, we definitely have to like do some soul searching and really figure out why do I feel this way. Oh yeah, yeah totally. that's so true, so true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining yes, us. This has been lovely talking to you. Yes. Seriously, I'm like, oh my gosh, everything you said, I'm just so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> I try. <laughs> no, this has been lovely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you.